I'm Rachel Hernandez, real estate investor turned mobile home investor and best-selling author. I make a living investing in mobile homes for cash flow for long-term passive income. After many mistakes and lessons learned, I've been able to create the kind of life where I can do the types of things I want to do, not have to do. I created the Adventures in Mobile Homes podcast to share with you what I've learned so you can spend more time with family, friends, and do things you love. Mobile home investing can help you get there. If you want to hear real stories with practical and actionable advice you can use from someone who's been in the trenches and who's still investing today to create the type of life you love, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hello and welcome to the Adventures in Mobile Homes podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Hernandez, a.k.a. Mobile Home Girl of AdventuresinMobileHomes.com. Thank you so much for joining me here on the 39th episode of the podcast. Now, just in case you missed it, be sure to tune in to the last episode where I talk about how to move a mobile home, including the steps that you need to take to prepare for the move while working with contractors and landowners, both for the to and the from location where the mobile home sits to the new location, as well as working with the seller that you're buying the home from for your own mobile home investing business. As I went over in that episode, there are many pieces to the puzzle when moving mobile homes. You got to plan for it, and you can't just do it overnight. It's best to have all of your ducks in a row beforehand and know what you're getting yourself into, including having all of the estimates from the contractors that you'll be working with for the move before doing anything. Because again, Anything and everything can happen during a mobile home move. So prepare yourself beforehand by taking the steps and the precautions that I talked about in that episode, before the move. That episode is a second part in a three-part series on the subject of moving mobile homes. So check it out if you haven't listened to it yet. You can find it at www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash 38. And that is the number 38. But today, I'm going to go over the next episode in the series on how to move a mobile home. Now that you know what to do before the move and what items you'll need to prepare for, including the contractors that you'll be working with and the buying process, when moving mobile homes with the seller that you're buying the home from, today I'm going to talk about the actual move, meaning going from point A, where the home sits, to point B, where you're actually moving the mobile home to. Again, there are many pieces involved when moving mobile homes. In the last episode, I just talked about the first piece getting ready for the actual move. Now we've got to actually move the home to the new location, 
which means making sure the home gets to where it needs to go all in one piece. Like I said before, there's a lot involved and many pieces of the puzzle when moving mobile homes. It's not as easy as it seems, but once you do a few of them, it gets easier, like anything. So get ready for a pretty detailed episode on the process when it comes to moving mobile homes and getting the home to the final location where you're moving it to. But before you move on, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Hey there, Rachel here. Have you enjoyed the show and podcast so far? Has it helped you with your own mobile home investing journey? And have you received value from it? If yes, then consider supporting the show. So, how can you show your support? Well, there's a couple of things that you can do. The first thing you can do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or anywhere else the podcast can be heard. Go to www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash podcast to see the sites and links where you can leave a review on. I'll be ever so grateful if you do. And you may even get a shout out and your review read right on the show just for doing it. Another thing you can do is support the show and buy me a coffee. If you know me, you know how much I love coffee. If you've gotten a lot of good information out of the podcast and it has helped you as a mobile home investor, I'd love your support. Now, in the future, I'll be giving shout outs to those who support me. So if you do, that may be you. Go to www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash support for more information on how you can show your support. Again, www.adventuresofmobilehomes.com slash support. And if you want to take it a step further and receive exclusive only content, consider being a member. On the support page there, you'll find info about how you can view exclusive content, including access to new videos and blog posts, a shout-out in a future episode for your support, access to video replays on my past speaking engagements, if you haven't seen me speak yet, and more. Check out www.adventuresofmobilehomes.com support to find out more. Thanks so much for continuing to listen to the podcast and for your support. Now, back to the show. Okay, first things first. Before I go into talking about the actual process of moving the mobile home from point A, where the home sits now, to point B, where you're actually moving the mobile home to, if you missed it, listen to the first and second part of the series, episodes 37 and 38, 
on how to prepare and get ready for the process of moving mobile homes, which includes finding contractors to help you with the move and the buying process with the seller that you're buying the home from. It's very important that you listen to these episodes before hearing this one, as it's the first piece of the puzzle when moving mobile homes. Otherwise, you may get a bit lost, as there are many pieces of the process that I covered in those previous episodes, which I may touch upon in this one. So are you ready? Here goes. All right, let's talk about the actual process of moving the mobile home from the location where you want to move the home, whether it be a mobile home park, mobile home lot, or someone's land to your new location. Again, the same options as before. Like I talked about in the last episode, you can't just call your contractors and expect them to move the mobile home and make it a smooth transition. It just doesn't work that way. Because, believe me, what can go wrong will go wrong which is why I recommend that you oversee the move and actually go to the site on the day of the move and help coordinate it. Personally, I've done this several times for every single move that I've done. And let me tell you, yes, it's stressful because there are so many bits and pieces when moving these mobile homes, and yes, you can run into some bumps and hiccups. But it's more stressful if you're not there and your contractors are calling you, asking you what they should do. Believe me, it's not worth it. So be there physically at the job site on the day of the move. Once the mover does his thing, meaning removes the skirting and connects the hitch to the toe, and you've done everything I talked about in the last episode of the series, episode 38, then you'll be ready to move the mobile home. Again, if you plan on moving a mobile home and you haven't had much experience doing it, meaning this is your first time or even your first couple of times, I recommend you only move the home very close to the next location. Like I said in my past episode in the series, one of my first mobile home moves was moving a home from a piece of land just down the street to the mobile home park that I was moving it to. It was that close. Getting back to things, once everything is ready to go, Then you want to actually follow the mover, give yourself space between you and the mobile home to the new location. One thing I want to say, and usually most times, if you're moving the home out of a park, the park manager will be on site that day. And usually it's a requirement just to make sure that things go smoothly. Again, Check with the park manager beforehand as to what you need to do for the move and the requirements. They may tell you that the lot needs to be cleaned up, 
as there could be a lot of trash underneath the home on the lot. Usually, if the lot isn't cleaned up, then it's taken out of the previous owner's deposit for the lot, the seller who sold you the mobile home in the first place. But again, just be on the same page with the park manager if you're moving the home out of a park. One thing I forgot to mention is that if you have a storage shed and you want to move it, then you'll have to negotiate with the mover as that's an additional cost. A lot of times, the seller doesn't want to take their storage shed with them as it's a large item and it costs money to move it. So I get them too when buying mobile homes and moving them. And I've moved them in the past with the movers that I work with. I remember one mover actually moved the storage shed with its tractor. We weren't going very far, and the park I was moving it to was just down the street. But boy, was it kind of funny to see the tractor moving a storage shed right there on the road. I kid you not. And I still have footage somewhere. It was the craziest thing. If I can find it, I'll upload it to my support page, which I'll talk about more at the end of this episode. So follow the home and the storage shed, if you're moving one, to the location where you're moving the mobile home to. Just like if you're moving the home out of a park, if you're moving the mobile home into another community, as I've done several times, then you'll have to make sure that you're on the same page with the park manager. They may require it to be on a day that they're on site. So check this information beforehand as you want to keep a good relationship, especially if it's with a park that you're doing business in, meaning you're moving homes into the park. And if you remember what I talked about in the last episode, I said that some parks will help you with your moving costs and hookups, sometimes both. Be sure that you've spoken to the park manager ahead of time so you know how this works in terms of payment, as these contractors need to get paid too. In any case, usually the contractors that I use already work with the parks, which is why I get the corporate rate. So they're already familiar with working with them. And most times, the park is the one that pays them directly once the job is done. It's just a matter of them sending the park manager an invoice in order to get paid. So again, check with the park manager on how they handle paying contractors, if they've offered to help pay for moving costs and or hookups for the move. Also, ask about the lot rent. In the last episode, I mentioned getting free lot rent for my mobile home moves when moving homes into parks. Ask the park manager when the lot rent will be due and when you're required to start paying for lot rent once the home is in the park. Another item I forgot to mention are porches. If you're moving the home out of a park, they may require you to take everything off the lot, 
It depends on the park. I've moved homes in the past where I've taken the porch, whether it be the front or the back, or both porches, and I've moved it to the new location, usually a park. Other times, the park has said that I could leave the porch on the lot for the next person. It's different for each community, so check with the park manager beforehand. As for the porches, whether it be the front porch or the back porch, or both, you may or may not be able to reuse them at the new location. The reason why is that it will depend how high the mobile home sits and the soil it sits on, which can make the height different. It will depend. In the past, I've moved porches to the new location, usually a mobile home community, only to have my handyman contractor tell me that we can't use it. It's just not high enough or it's too low. So I've had to have porches built when moving mobile homes in these types of cases. And yes, this will be an added cost to move a porch with your mover, if you choose to have it moved. So you see, having the connections with the contractors that the park does business with really helps especially if you can get the corporate rate. Getting back to things, if something happens during the move, meaning the home detaches or the storage shed falls off for some reason or another, don't panic. Let the mover do their job, and your job will be to coordinate that everything goes smoothly. If something were to happen, it's just a matter of taking pictures if there's any damage, and calling up your insurance company to file a claim. Again, be sure you put trip insurance on the home for the move. I mentioned this in the last episode, episode 38, if you'd like to learn more. And I will say, I've moved mobile homes several times, and I've never had an issue. Everything has usually gone smoothly. And I've made sure that the home, storage shed, and the porches, if I chose to move any, gets to the new location. I think most of this has to do with just working with the right type of contractors. Those who work with the park already and are familiar with the process. Because yes, I've heard horror stories from both homeowners and investors alike about mobile home moves going wrong. And it's not pretty. In fact, it can get pretty ugly. So be sure you use the right type of contractors in the first place. Take your time when it comes to hiring and get them lined up before the move. And just in case you missed it, Be sure to check out episode 16 of the podcast where I talk about finding and hiring contractors for your mobile home investing business. I'll link it up here in the show notes if you'd like to check it out. So let's get back to the move 
and what you do once the home is set in the new location. Again, whether it be another mobile home park, which is what I usually do when moving mobile homes, a mobile home lot or a piece of land, whether it be your land or someone else's, where you have an arrangement for the home to sit there. Well, if you've got good communication with the park manager at the new location, then they'll be ready for you to come in. Usually, I talk to them just before we're about to move the home at the present location, just to make sure we're all on the same page. As the home comes in, the park manager or their staff will guide the home to the lot, which you should know where it is already. And then it's just a matter of installing the home on that lot, which means setting it and blocking it down. Once the home has been installed, then you can make arrangements for your contractors to come and do the reconnect, usually electrical, plumbing, gas, and having your heating and air conditioning contractors reconnect the AC condenser outside. Again, if the home is too high or too low, depending on the soil type and the elevation, then you may or may not be able to reuse the old porches from the other home. Again, there have been times where I've had my mover take the porch only to find out by my handyman contractor that it can't be used at the new location due to the height of the home in the new location. So just be aware of that. After you get all the hookups done and the home installed at the new location, then you can have the skirting put on. Again, whether you choose to reuse the skirting from the old location or use new skirting, which is what I usually do, is entirely up to you. But just like the porches, the skirting may not be able to be reused at the new location due to the height of the home. Though, this depends. Many times, I just purchase new skirting for the new location when moving mobile homes to other parks. But that's just me. So there you have it. The third part of this series on how to move a mobile home. Again, if you're just starting out and have never done a mobile home deal before, it's best to focus on finding opportunities for buying these homes and parks and leaving them there. As you can see, there's a lot involved when moving mobile homes. It's not just about connecting the hitch to the toe and moving the home. There are a lot of pieces involved and you have to make sure that these pieces are in place before the move. Otherwise, it's a recipe for disaster. Well, that wraps up the series on how to move a mobile home. I've had so many questions about it that I decided to address it. If you want to learn more, definitely check out my support page. There, I've updated it to add more videos of the behind the scenes of what I do and what happens in my own mobile home investing business. You can find the support page at www.adventuresofmobilehomes.com support. Again, 
www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash support. So what did you think? Did this episode help you as a mobile home investor? I hope so. If you've enjoyed the show and find value with it, please consider supporting the show. I've really enjoyed this podcasting journey so far, and it's something that I've always wanted to do. I'll include a link here in the show notes on how you can support me if you'd like to check it out. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes where I link up some of the resources mentioned here. You can find it at www.adventuresinmobilehome.com slash 39. And that is the number 39. Again, www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash 39. And if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with family and friends. And be sure to follow me and subscribe. If you have some time, I'd love to hear your feedback through a short Apple podcast or Podchaser review. Until next time, this is Rachel Hernandez, a.k.a. Mobile Home Girl of the Adventures of Mobile Homes podcast, signing off. Thanks for tuning in.